PointClickFish.com. Your connection to the saltwater fishing community brings you Saltwater Fishing Radio. Are you a professional tournament angler, fishing captain, or novice angler looking to learn from the pros? Listen to live discussions from some of the best in the industry, the biggest TV fishing stars, interviews with captains, sponsors, and fishing teams. Your trusted source for the latest tournament updates, industry news, and interviews. It's time to talk fishing with your host, Captain Jay. Everybody, welcome to another show of the PointClickFish.com Saltwater Fishing Radio Show. Today is March 24th, 2016, and Wayne, we've got an excellent show this afternoon. Yeah, Jay, always great to come back together with you here in the studio, and uh, you know, beautiful um, afternoon that we have here in eastern North Carolina with spring temperatures starting to, uh, to kick in, warming up the water. That means you know, fishing is you know heating up. Yeah, absolutely. Fishing is definitely starting to heat up, and uh, we definitely head back south again to bring a special guest with us on this evening. Wayne, we're excited to uh, have our guest on this evening. Yeah, it's great to uh, you know be able to have a, a diversity and a wide variety of different guests coming on the show, and with Brooke Thomas out of South Florida, angler who's really made a uh, great reputation for herself over the past couple of years online using social media as a uh, great platform and picked up some great sponsors in the industry has really become a you know a spokesperson for uh, women in the, in the fishing industry so we're really excited to have her joining us tonight for the uh, or this afternoon for the show well those of our listeners that uh, are on social media brooke thomas should definitely be no stranger she has turned her lifelong childhood passion and lifelong pursuit for fishing so you definitely see her uh, on the water on social media and uh, making a lot of appearances so we're excited to talk to her this afternoon to tell us a little bit about uh, her and kind of where she came from and how she ended up where she is. So we definitely want to welcome Brooke Thomas to the show. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited. (laughs) Well, Brooke, I tell you, we definitely appreciate you taking the time to to join us on the air this afternoon to tell us a little bit about Brooke Thomas. We definitely are very excited. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you guys as well. Um, well, I'm Brooke Thomas. I'm a female angler who, like you said, has turned my childhood passion into um, a career, and it's been quite a journey. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's still happening every day. It's, I, I do, you know, want to promote women getting into fishing and women in the outdoors in general. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited talking to you guys. Well, one of the things is, you know, you said you definitely want to promote women fishing. How did you end up um, in the outdoor industry? Uh, Well, I grew up in Central Florida, so I want to say near um, the Orlando area, where I did a lot of freshwater fishing growing up. I I actually went fishing with my grandfather a lot. Um, We would fish the local rivers, the St. John's River. Uh, the Harris Chain in Eustace, Florida. Um, that's kind of where I started. He used to take me all the time because my brothers were never really into fishing, and I was always—I've I, always loved being on the water. 
So I would say that's where everything kind of started. And from there, you know, what started as a hobby and something I always enjoyed doing has, has turned into my career. And that's one of the things that's special is you've been able to turn that hobby into a career. So I imagine a lot of female mm-hmm. anglers that follow you on social media and, and you know, and, and followed your career, they want to know, like, mm-hmm. how, how, how did it happen? How did you turn it into a career? And I imagine that's a question you're often asked. Yes, yes, it is. I'm, I'm asked that quite often, actually. Um, it's a very long story. I don't, I'm not going to bore you guys with all the specifics, but... Um, as far as like turning it into a career, I, uh, actually was working a full-time nine to five job up until about maybe eight months ago where I was working a nine to five job and posting on social media. Now how all the whole social media thing started was I actually created a Facebook page. I want to say in 2012, 2011, 2012, and it was a public figure profile. I just wanted a place where I could kind of share my adventures with the world. I'm kind of a social media junkie, so I'm constantly updating my pages. And I wanted an outlet to do that, but I didn't want to have to deal with, like, having a personal Facebook profile or anything like that. I just kind of wanted to put it out there and, you know, have, have a platform to do that. So it all started with my Facebook page. And from there, obviously, I moved on to Instagram, to Snapchat, to Twitter, and just kept sharing every, every adventure I went, every fishing trip I went on, which was every spare second of my time when I could, like every weekend, every day off, <laughs> I was on the water, and I made it happen. So um, it kind of turned, you know, from there, then I got my first sponsor deal from social media and I mean, it's grown ever since. And again, it's only been eight months or so since I've done this full time. Now, you know, uh, obviously we were, we were talking right before the show and, you know, we, mm-hmm. we do a lot of web work and, and a lot of people don't realize how much work managing social media and creating that presence online. I mean, there's a lot of work involved. There's a lot of behind the scenes work that I imagine that you do. Oh, definitely. Yeah, there, there's a lot of behind the scenes that that goes on. I mean, um, I'm constantly updating my profiles. It's something that is a constant work in progress. You know, you're constantly tweaking your content, seeing what you're, you know, putting out there and, you know, interacting with everybody who follows you and trying to keep up with everything. It's just, I mean, it's it's constant. And, you know, websites, I mean, it's just something that it's hard to explain, but I mean, I'm sure you guys understand as far as that goes. Um, it's it's a learning process for sure. It's just kind of for me. I just started doing it and and learned through experience. Well, with social media in general, not only do you have to put a lot of time into you know managing your account and the content you create, but also of course mm-hmm. your audience has a chance to provide feedback, and I know that can be a Sometimes a double-edged sword. I've looked at your page and seen where you know 99% of the feedback that you get is positive and encouraging. But of course, you often have to deal with people that are you know not necessarily promoting you in the way that you might would want to be promoted. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you have to put a lot of time into just managing the way that the audience responds back as well. Yeah, that's that's definitely an aspect of it. That's <laughs> it is a double-edged sword. I mean, there's so many great things that can come from social media. 
but there is a lot of criticism. I mean, I put myself out to the world basically, and, you know, I have to be able to take what everything that comes with that, you know, and it's not always positive. And sometimes I want to say starting out, I did let it get to me. You know, you're always going to have people that doubt you, people that don't think you really fish people that, I mean, especially me, I, I'm constantly, I'm constantly criticized for the way I look and, you know, just the whole disbelief aspect as in like, how is this girl really catching fish, which, you know, as I want to say my mission is just to prove, prove that women do fish, you know, regardless of your size, regardless of where you're located, you know, I mean, I don't think that should be something that, that is even looked at, to be honest. Well, more and more we're seeing, you know, the trend of more women being involved in outdoor activities, fishing and hunting, and you've certainly become, you know, a, a role model for many of them as you've got a huge following online. And, you know, it's uh, it's curious when you're out on the water, do you feel like you're generally supported or are you having to defend yourself more? Um, in my real day-to-day life or when I'm on the yeah. water, I'm I'm surrounded by so much support. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm so thankful for that. Anyone who has actually spoken with me or fished with me or even interacted with me on any kind of level, I feel like I'm just constantly surrounded by so much support there. Um, I want to see. I want to say the you know the negativity mostly comes from people who who don't know me, which is just a part of social media and, you know, putting yourself out there. Well, obviously you've made the reputation for yourself because you, you know, not only do you have a great web presence, but you also enjoy being on the water and you, you do spend a lot of, you, a lot of your time, as you mentioned, you know, on the water fishing. Uh, what initially got you, and you mentioned your, your grandfather's influence in fishing and the role he played in your life, but what else was it about fishing and, you know, just the, the waterman lifestyle that uh, kind of drew you in? Well, like I said, I I did grow up fishing with my grandfather occasionally. I mean, I wouldn't even say I was out there with him. You know, I mean, it was was a couple times every few months. Um, It was just something I couldn't get enough of. It's it's almost like the water has just been my addiction my entire life. Um, (laughs) I grew up close to a place called Rock Springs in Central Florida where you're not supposed to fish, but I used to – go in there and fish all the time, which don't tell anyone. But um that's what I used to do when I was like I wanna say like eight to twelve. And um from there, I mean it's honestly just become my lifelong passion to catch I mean, if it swims I wanna catch it at this point. I mean it's just been like I've gone from I used to fish uh freshwater bass fishing tournaments uh locally in central Florida as well. And from there, you know, I found my my true love for the saltwater fishing, the offshore, the inshore, I mean, the bow fishing. It kind of just all blossomed from there. I mean, I I wanted to do it all. Well, with such diversity and so many opportunities available to you in Central Florida, I know it's hard for any angler to pick a favorite, but do you have any one particular species you like to target the most or one region like offshore or inshore habitats that you uh you really enjoy and appreciate i mean i i genuinely appreciate and enjoy every kind of fishing i mean i can even say i mean like one of my most common things that i say all the time is you know any day on the water you know is never a bad day for me but uh i mean if i had to choose a certain type of fishing that i enjoy the most 
it would be um, saltwater fishing offshore. Um, I mean, I love sail fishing, but I also love fishing for tarpon. It's kind of a toss-up between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie, and I love, I love a challenge. So <laughs> sails and tarpon would be number one for me. Well, one of the things, we've talked to a few people that you've been fishing with. Uh, I won't say any names, but they said that you are a very good angler and you definitely enjoy fishing on the water. So they were very impressed with your skills. Well, yes, that's usually, I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of crazy when I'm, <laughs> when I'm out there on the water and I'm on the boat. And, you know, I'm in the moment. I'm just, I'm a very energetic person, so I get really, like, excited about everything I mean this is something that I mean it's never going to get old for me it's just it's as easy as breathing almost it's just something that I love to do you know and I love to learn and I love to just be out there um in the middle of everything so (laughs) yeah people are usually pretty pretty shocked by how I just I'm very excited when I'm out there now, is there a certain species that you haven't caught that's like on your bucket list that you, or a destination that you want to go to fishing-wise that you haven't yet? Yes, definitely. Um, I de- I want to go. My next thing on my bucket list is I have caught yellowfin tuna before, but I want to go to Venice, Louisiana, and <laughs> get on the yellowfin bite up there. I've heard so much. I've seen so much on social media. I've, I mean. The stories are endless, let's just say, and I definitely want to get to uh, the next species on my bucket list would be swordfish. I, I haven't caught a sword yet, and I really want to. That's, that's definitely uh, an awesome catch. I have not had the opportunity to catch a swordfish myself yet, so that's definitely on my bucket list. So that's, uh, <laughs> it, it's, that one has been avoiding me. Yeah, me too, it seems. Hopefully soon. Things, Hopefully I'll be able to get out there soon. Now, one of the things you mentioned, bow fishing. Tell us a little bit how you got involved in bow fishing and, uh, you know, kind of what your your thoughts on getting others involved with bow fishing. Oh, man. Bow fishing is one of my favorites. I mean, I got started bow fishing when I was about 19. I'm 25 now. Um, I went bow fishing with Florida Bow Fishing Charters um, out of Crystal River. And they do anything from, you know, inland. We have gar. He has gar chart. You know, you can shoot gar to stingrays to, um, you know, tilapia, anything. I mean, he does it all. He's all over the state, gator hunts. Um, I did their calendar back then, and from there, I mean, I've been obsessed with it. That, I mean, the reason I love bow fishing so much is because it's kind of like hunting for fish. So you get, you know, the intensity of, like, stalking, stalking whatever you're going for, whether it be a gar or a stingray or anything like that. You get kind of that aspect as well. I mean, it's it's a fishing experience unlike anything else. It's not like you're waiting for the fish. You, you're kind of stalking them and seeking them out. So that's why I find it so exciting. It's something that, I mean, it's hard to explain if you've never done it, but I definitely recommend doing it. It's just, it's an incredible experience. One of our local captains here in our area in North Carolina has started doing some bow fishing charters, and I was, I was just talking to him about it last week, and 
he commented that he gets a lot of people that are really, really good hunters out on the boat with him, but they struggle when it comes to shooting fish in the water. How does you know hunting experience on the land translate over to uh, to boat fishing for fish species that are obviously living in the water? Well, the thing you kind of have to remember when you're bow fishing is you always have to aim low. That's just, you know, what I keep in my mind every single time I'm out there. I just, you know, it just kind of is that thought that I keep right, (laughs) right in my mind while I'm doing it because you can't, you know, you always have to aim low just because you're shooting into the water. So it's something that I've kind of, it's almost like second nature to me now. But when I first started, I, I had to remind myself of that. And like, you can't really trust your instincts in that sense. Whereas I feel like you would on land or when you're hunting, bow hunting. But when you're actually on the water, you kind of have to always remind yourself to aim low. I want to say, you know, like two feet lower than, than you think every time. Gotcha. Depending on that, the water yeah. depth. Yeah. With that new style of fishing, I guess that's going to put you having to invest in some different types of fishing gear. Do you have any specific bow fishing gear that you would recommend to somebody that was interested in, uh, you know, in, in entering into the sport? Uh, yeah, definitely. I recommend the Dart and Aquaforce bow. I mean, it's designed for bow fishing. So, in my opinion, you can't get a better bow for bow fishing. Um, and you know. I mean, there's a bunch of people that use other brands or different setups. Everybody kind of has their preference, but in my opinion, that's what's worked best for me, and it's kind of a, a foolproof way of getting the job done every time. How about other fishing gear from just conventional fishing out on the water? Do you have any manufacturers that uh, that you recommend, whether it be spinning, um, you know, offshore stuff? What type of gear do you like to use yourself? Uh, well, I obviously, for apparel, I use hook gear. In my opinion, you can't you can't find any other apparel on the market that compares to hook. I mean, it's just, it's everything to me. I, I don't know what I would do without it. Also, um, I use Accurate Reels, which they have the, the twin drag system, which is something I use anywhere from my bass fishing. I have spinning reels from them, the SR6, which I use for bass fishing. It's something that... You know, I wouldn't go out there without, and also the um, SR12 for saltwater, spinning reel for um, snook, reds, anything inshore. I mean, that's kind of my go-to. Gotcha. Uh, you, you mentioned that you kind of got your start freshwater fishing for largemouth, and you, you ended up fishing some largemouth tournaments there in Central Florida. What's your uh, give us a give us some help? What's your go-to lure if you're trying to land the big one, pulling out of some cover? Have any go-to lures that you like to lean on? Yes, um, uh, my go-to lure of all time in Central Florida is the Zoom watermelon seed trick worm. Um, I mean, it 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 never does me wrong. There's never a day that I'm out there that I haven't caught fish on that. I'd say, you know, if it's kind of a slow day with the watermelon seed, I'd throw a spinner bait depending on water clarity, depending on where I'm fishing, obviously. But those are those are definitely two of my go-tos. Well, I imagine there's going to be a lot of spinnerbaits in uh, watermelon seeds that, that are actually uh, going to go on the show now that uh, the secret's out. Yeah, the secret is out, exactly. <laughs> you will catch fish with those two, for sure. I mean, I've done it for years, and they've never done me wrong. I mean, any day on the water you use those, you're going to pull through with fish. 
So it sounds like you like the fish artificials a lot. Do you fish much natural bait or just mostly artificials? Uh, for bass fishing, I only use artificial. For other species as well, saltwater stuff too. Uh, saltwater stuff, yeah. I mean, I use bait for that. Um, I want to say I don't, I mean, unless I'm trolling, I use artificial for that. Um, but yeah. anything else, I use live bait, kite fishing, obviously, live bait, tarpon, live bait. Gotcha. Uh, a lot of people have noticed the your cover photo on your Facebook page uh, where you're literally in the water with a, it looks like a nice sail. It's hard, hard to tell, but I think it's a, a sailfish that you're in the water with there. Is that a... Photo, were you a little nervous or at all apprehensive or scared when you uh, when you decided to dive in? Uh, there's a funny story behind that. <laughs> That's actually a striped marlin that I caught right. in Cabo. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I actually went there with two of my really good friends, Bo and Deidre. They have Fish Tenacity or Tenacity Guide Service based out of Fort Myers. And um, they went with me to Cabo and we fished for about three days out there. And one of the things that Deidre and I wanted to do was do an underwater release of our Marlin. And yeah, I mean, I, me personally, I don't get nervous. I'm kind of, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm such an adrenaline junkie. I kind of get high off these things, but um, a lot of people warned me after the fact telling me that it, it looked like it was dangerous. I, it wasn't. Uh, the fish was so worn out after the fight. Include, I mean, I was as well. Um, it was just, I mean, the only word I can use to describe it is it was just natural. It's like I, I just was swimming beside the marlin, and uh, he just swam off after about two or three minutes in the water. And nothing violent happened. It was, it was I mean, it's something I'm going to remember my entire life. It was something that, you know, not a lot of people get to do. And just to get to be in the water with that kind of fish was incredible. I mean, it was unexplainably amazing. And, and you were able to get a picture of it, which is even better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I remember that it, it was kind of hectic, you know, when you're in the water. You can't really you know, angle the fish the right way. He's kind of just doing his thing and I'm trying to keep up. <laughs> so I'm, I was actually shocked that I was able to get that picture. I remember seeing it later on that night and I was just like, wow, that is an amazing shot. I, I, I had no idea that like he was able to capture that, but you know, thank God he was able to capture that moment out of however many photos were taken. That's obviously one of the probably the most memorable experiences you've had out on the water. Can you share oh, with, sure. with us any other moments that really strike, struck a chord with you? Uh, I mean, I've had so many. Um, I mean, that one obviously takes pretty much the top of the list so far. But uh, fishing, again, with Tenacity in Fort Myers, about two years ago, I really wanted to catch a tarpon, and it was something that I had on my list for so many years uh, previous to that. And, you know, Bo, um, my friend Deidre's husband, she's, uh, like, he's known for tarpon fishing out there in Boca Grande. So I remember <laughs> I went over there probably, I, this is when I lived in Orlando as well, um, I would travel down there. It took me maybe three or four trips down there to catch my tarpon. So when I finally did catch my first tarpon, 
Um, it was such a memorable, memorable experience. It was something that I'll never forget because it took so many attempts, so many, <laughs> so many broke off and uh, so many that we got up to the boat and then broke off last minute. It was kind of just something, I mean, I even caught that one late in the season. So I was so surprised. I remember I kind of almost cried when I, <laughs> when I caught that tarpon. I was just so excited. I mean, it's something that I'll never forget. Yeah, those experiences like that on the water are amazing. You know, one of the things that we hit on a little bit earlier were, you know, females are making a big splash in the industry and more and more are actually getting involved in hunting and fishing. And with companies paying closer attention to, you know, female outdoor enthusiasts, what would you like to see more of in the outdoor industry related to, you know, female, female outdoor enthusiasts? What, what would you like to see from, you know, from the company's perspective? Um, I mean, I see so many more women getting involved in the outdoors and in, in the fishing industry, and it, it makes me so excited, you know, just to see that and see the ladies getting outdoors and, you know, showing the guys how it's done and, you know, taking their sport seriously. Um, something that I'd want to see more of, um, I mean, just more women getting outdoors. I mean, honestly, more women just pushing the limits and following their passion. You know, if you love being out on the water and you love to fish, do it. You know, regardless of the fact that obviously fishing is kind of more of a male-based industry. And, and yes, right now, more men do fish than women. But, you know, just let all of that fall by the wayside. And, you know, if that's what you love to do, which is what I love to do, just do it unapologetically. And, you know, I just want to say the rest will follow, you know, once you start following your passion. And, you know, one of the things that you mentioned earlier is that you, you work with Hook as well as us. And one of the things mm-hmm. is the new Hook. Hook women line, women's line. I mean, they've really knocked it out of the park with a lot of the new releases this year. What What are your thoughts on the on the new line for Hook Gear? Oh, they definitely have. I mean, I'm constantly impressed with everything they they come out with. Um, the things that I'm most excited for would be number one, the women's bikinis, because <laughs> that's something I've actually been working on with them for a while. I mean, I'm I'm really excited to see that the the bikinis come out you know that'll be 2017 and also then another thing would be the women's foul weather gear because I feel like it's so hard to find nice women's (laughs) women's size foul weather gear like that's actually like very stylish and something that you know that you really want to wear and it's something that I really want to wear you know at least from what I've seen and um you know, I, I'm I'm so excited to see both of those things next year. I mean, I've obviously been impressed with everything so far, uh, but there's there's better things to come for sure. Yeah, they've definitely been really good about uh, paying attention to what the anglers want, and like you said, you know, paying attention to the the female sizes and cuts is something mm-hmm. that's important. With more and more female anglers on the water, they want that that same comfort and equipment that you know everyone else has. Right. I mean, women, I can, I mean, I I feel I speak for all women when I say that it's all about the cut, you know, it's all about the fit of our clothing when we're on the water and just in general, it's all about how that, how that shirt 
fits us. And, um, you know, that's, that's one of the main things that Hook focuses on is the fit and obviously, you know, the performance, like the material, the breathability, just how comfortable everything is. It's, you know, it's going to be amazing, honestly. And I think it's going to be unlike anything that's even on the market right now. Yeah, that's, oh, that's also awesome. of... Go ahead, Jeff. Go I was just saying, it's pre- pretty clear that you've got some, you know, great people supporting you with Hook and Accurate, you know, in your in your repertoire. And how do you decide, you know, which companies you want to work with and and to promote? Uh, I'm sure you have a lot of people trying to get you to promote their product. How do you decide which ones that are uh, you know make the cut? Uh, yeah, that's an easy one. Um, I only promote products that I am 110% behind. I will only promote a product or a brand that is something that I myself genuinely love to wear, use, or, you know, what any wear or use, or it's something that I actually use. It's not something that, you know, somebody's paying me to talk about or <laughs> – somebody's, you know, pushing me and I, I just, it's a mediocre product and it's not something incredible. Honestly, I really only stand behind brands and products that I genuinely use every single day that I'm on the water and something that I believe in. But I imagine with your, you know, with your social media presence and you on the water a lot and utilizing it, I would imagine you probably get contacted probably just about every day for you to be a promote or spokesperson for their product or brand. I imagine that's something that you have to deal with a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I get a lot of offers. I get a lot of emails. <laughs> um, I, it's just something that you kind of weed through. I mean, for me, like I said, I mean, I really will only promote products that I use and products that I believe in. You know, if it's a team of people behind a certain brand or product that I can just tell, like, they live and breathe this lifestyle. This is their lives. This is all their passion poured into their brand or their product. You know, I can feel that I can pick up on it. And those are the products and brands that I represent. That's awesome. Now, leading yeah. into leading into ahead, the social media, I was just going to say, Brooke, leading into the social media piece, we talked about a lot of the behind-the-scenes work, and you know, I mean, a lot of this stuff for you didn't happen overnight. Like you, you started the page, you started posting, and then everything mm-hmm. else started falling into place. But one of the things that we always tell people, particularly companies and brands, is, you know, people want that timely, relevant content. They want to be updated. They want to know what you're doing. So. If you could give an estimate of how much time you put in monitoring your network and responding to posts mm-hmm. and questions, I mean, what would you say a week? How much time do you end up putting into monitoring that network as a whole? I mean, because most people just think you just show up and do it and then that's it. But, I mean, I imagine you right. put a lot of time. Yeah, I, I put a lot of time into my social media. I really do. I mean, I try to respond to Everyone, it's gotten to the point where I really can't do that anymore, but starting out I did, and um, I mean, how many hours a week did I really spend on it? I mean, probably too many. I feel like I'm constantly on the internet, and um, it's something that I'm working on. I refuse to let somebody else run my social media. Every social media outlet that I have, I run. It's genuinely me. It's not some agent or somebody else running it for me, which I think would dilute my brand, to be honest. It's just me. It's what I'm good at. 
And, um, yeah, I mean, I actually love doing it. I love updating, you know, posting and putting all that content out there because, you know, it's just, it's what I do and it's just become natural for me. If I had to pick, I mean, how many hours, (laughs) again, it varies on like the week and what I'm doing, but, um, still per day, I mean, I'd say I, four hours a day. Like I'm kind of embarrassed to say that, but I use sometimes more, sometimes less, just depending on the day. Well, I'm sure when you stopped it a full-time job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it well, is sure. my, it's my job now, so. Well, I'm sure when you stop to think about it, you're like, wow, I do put a lot of time into that because it takes that. I mean, you have to put that into it to get the result that you've gotten. I mean, it, it takes a lot of hard work. Yeah, it does. And it it's not really, you know, something that the public or, you know, anyone really sees. It's something that, I dial into after hours, something that I'm constantly, you know, revising and, you know, reading feedback and, you know, reevaluating what I'm putting out there. It's just, it's a constant, constant journey. It's something that's just, you know, it's constantly changing. So, I mean, you kind of have to pay attention and just move with it. And that's, that's what I do. Now that you've been able to use social media and, kind of put that, you know, as a full-time job for yourself and leave your nine-to-five in the, in the past, what are your, you know, your long-term goals now? What's kind of next on the agenda for you, Brooke? Uh, next on the agenda would be way more video content. Right now I have done primarily photos, short, little Instagram videos or whatever it may be. Um, at this point, I want to have my own TV show. That's that's kind of my next goal, what I'm moving into. I want to do a whole lot more video content. I want to actually be able to share, you know, all these trips with the world versus just photos of the catches and the final product. Just, you know, what really goes into <laughs> catching fish. And um, that's something that's my long-term goal for sure. Well, that definitely sounds like a, a great long-term goal, and I'm sure all of your followers would love to follow that journey with you, uh, you know, and into the TV transition. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you about the social media piece, and this is a topic of discussion in our offices that we have a lot, and it deals with the social media platforms. And and with your experience, with as much as you're on it, and you know, as much exposure as you have on it. What would you say between the different social media platforms is the most effective for you? Which one works for you best to reach your audience? Um, that's an easy one. Uh, it'd be Instagram for sure. Um, for me, Facebook has kind of gotten out of control. I have my Instagram linked to my Facebook, so anything I post on Instagram just automatically get post, gets posted on my Facebook, and I don't really check it. I don't really read comments or read messages. It's just so much that I can't really do that on Facebook. For me, Instagram, that's something that I, you know, I mean, I feel like I can interact with everybody easier on that platform. And it's also something that's a little bit more manageable for me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's often, often a topic of discussion we have. And, uh, we, you know, we feel that, the, you know, the Instagram platform is, is great. And um, it, it is mm-hmm. a great way to, to reach reach that audience and uh yeah the the algorithms and the changing of uh of facebook has definitely changed a lot over the years yeah i mean it definitely has they're constantly 
having new plugins, new updates, new ways of going about things. I, de- I really think it's still a great resource to utilize. It's something I would, n- I would never get rid of. It's just not my personal favorite way of interacting with, you know, everybody and networking. Now, for the listeners that that may not, in the rare chance, know who you are, what is the best way for them to follow you, find you, or get in touch with you? Uh, the best way to follow me would be on Instagram, which is at the Brookster, and it's spelled T H E B R O O K S T E R, which a lot of people think it's Brook with an E because my name ends with an E, but it's not. Um, or Facebook. I mean, emailing me is generally the best way to get in touch with me. So email, it's listed on my Instagram. Um, it's something that, you know, I, an email would probably be the best way if you're trying to contact me, but definitely follow me on Instagram and then Facebook as well. Now, do you have any um, upcoming appearances or shows that you'll be in that uh, you'd like to let the audience know about? Um, I actually, yeah, I just got done with so many shows, but the next one that I have is actually Parkland Outdoor Show. It's in Canada. It'll be my first time in Canada. So I'm really looking forward to that experience. And from there probably would be just ICAST in July. I'll definitely be there the whole time. Well, I tell you, and uh, before we, before we let you go, one of the things we wanted to talk about, if, if your followers are listening to the show and they say, man, there's something that we'd like to know about Brooke Thomas. What's something that they may not know about you um, that, you know, that you think that they would like to know? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, I, ooh, uh, I don't know, like a, something that they would like to know about me. Probably that I'm really introverted. I'm not somebody who's like very... So, I mean, I'm very active on social media, but I feel like in my real life, I'm pretty introverted and I'm kind of like always on a computer or always on my phone. So that's kind of a fun fact because a lot of people really think that I'm constantly out there and I'm, you know, very extroverted and it's a misconception because I'm not, I'm kind of a loner. Also, they see you That's when she turns into beast mode when she's on the water. She, she's she's in her element then. Yeah, for sure. That's when I like get all worked up and I get crazy because all the every all the excitement that's going on. But in my day to day life, I, I'm I really am a loner. I really I I'm antisocial. So that's something that's really <laughs> really surprising to people, I guess, when they meet me or get to talking to me. They're always like, what? You know, because I'll be at these shows, and when I'm in my networking mode, I'm very social. But, I mean, the real me, I'm kind of – I just like being alone, and it's always a big shock factor for everyone. I can turn it on and turn it off. Yeah, and I imagine everyone wants to come up, and they feel like they know you and want to immediately talk to you and and just go crazy. So I imagine you you deal with that quite a bit when you see a lot of your fans out uh, at these events. Oh, I do. And I love it. I love it so much. People ask me all the time. They're like, do you ever get sick of this? Do you ever get tired of people coming up to you? No, (laughs) no, never. Like I am so flattered when people come up to me. I'm just like, I love connecting with real people, which I guess kind of goes against my whole introvert statement. But I mean, when these people who follow me or, 
you know, know what I do and, and they support me and they support the fishing industry and just everything that I stand for, I am so, so happy to meet them. I mean, it's something that will never get old to me. I never get annoyed. I would never be like, you know, not trying to talk to somebody. I just, I love meeting, you know, putting a face to somebody who follows me. is It's a huge deal to me and it means a lot. Well, it's definitely, you know, awesome that you've been able to turn this childhood obsession into a lifelong pursuit. I mean, that's truly sounds like what you've been able to do. And like we said earlier, you know, you've been such a role model to a lot of particularly female anglers that want to get into it or want to do it full time and really just don't know how. So I imagine a lot of female anglers are listening to kind of say, how did she do it? So it's great to hear that mm-hmm. your your passion and, you know, you're so dedicated to what you're doing, but, you know, it's taken a lot of work to get you there, and um, it's definitely uh, awesome to oh, see your success. Yeah. And, and it's awesome Go to ahead, see I'm your sorry. success that you've had, so we definitely want to congratulate you on that. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's taken me, like I said, I mean, I want to say four years now to make this my career, make this my job. I mean, I was sitting in a cubicle every day, um, hating my life, essentially, and really feeling out of place. And I mean, feeling that feeling of, wow, I could be doing so much more. Why am I here? And I felt that every single day. I lived that. I've lived that my whole life up until eight months ago. So anytime anyone asks me, you know, how did you turn fishing into a career? It's going to be different for everybody. I can't give you a a game plan or, or a map that's going to lead you to the exact place that you need to be. I just think that you should just keep pushing forward, doing what you do, let your passion shine through, through, I mean, any encounter that you have, everything that you do. And I think eventually that'll just put you exactly where you're meant to be. Well, that's definitely fantastic advice. And uh, Wayne, I tell you, I, I imagine there are a lot of people sitting around at work, uh, probably listening to the show, going, "I'd rather be fishing right now." <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty common theme that amongst the me. angling community, and we uh, we certainly have an addiction for fishing, and it's pretty clear, Brooke, that you do too. So we're just you know, super excited that you took the time to join us today, talk to us a little bit about you know who you are, who you've been, you know, how you made it to where you are, and you. Uh, sharing some information about your your passion for the industry. So, uh, so it's great to talk to you. Oh, it's great to talk to you guys, too. Thank you for having me. Well, Brooke, we look forward to, to following up with you and uh, hearing how this success is continuing for you and, and, and about these great catches that you're going to go and hopefully get your swordfish and travel to exotic fishing destinations and possibly in the future maybe see you on TV and with your own TV show. Yeah, fingers crossed. Someday, hopefully, I'll see you guys from the other side of the screen. And uh, thank you for having me today. It was great talking to you guys. We appreciate you for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon, Brooke. We definitely look forward to having you back on. (laughs) Thank you, guys. We'll talk soon. Thank you. All right. That was Brooke, Brooke Thomas. We'd like to thank her for joining us on the show this afternoon. It's uh, Wayne, it's awesome to hear her passion and dedication to fishing. Um, so it's definitely awesome to have her on the show, and we look forward to following back up with her to join us here on the, the Point Click Fish Water Fish Radio Show. Yeah, it's pretty clear. It's been fun talking to her to see how she's been able to 
to break through some of the barriers that are in place, unfortunately, in the fishing industry. It's not only in the fishing industry, but you know, it's uh, it's tough when you're you're different and you're following your passion, but it's leading you in a direction that's maybe different than the the average person. It's uh, just really refreshing to hear her perspective of how she, you know, always relied on her passion for fishing and kind of that's brought her obviously a lot of joy and a lot of solace in her life and that she has been able to, you know, to turn that into quite a following and now a career and, uh, you know, we'll have to continue to keep our eye on Brooke and see exactly what she gets into in the future. It sounds like she's uh, only going in the right direction and with the contacts and the connections that she's got, I, I got a feeling we'll be seeing her on TV before too long, Jay. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think that that uh, sounds like where she's headed, but she does such a great job with her social media presence as well, and she works very hard at it. But as we said, that it's something that didn't happen overnight. She definitely, hard work and determination led her to this point, and that's something that's important for those that are looking to do the same thing is they have to have that passion, dedication, and, and put in that hard work to get to that point. Yeah, and it's really regardless of, of where your passions lie. That's the you know, the key to success is determination and, you know, following your dreams and, and not taking no for an answer. I'm sure she's, you know, had to deal with, you know, skepticism and negativity in her time and getting it to where she's at. But uh, obviously that hadn't had a real huge impact on her and certainly hasn't influenced her uh, her love of the sport. And it's just, you know, refreshing to hear um, an individual who, you know, is kind of self-made and creates their own content, manages their own social media platforms to, uh, you know, see that translate into a, a career and you know, a career that she really enjoys. You know, it really hits home when you hear her talking about the fact that she you know, used to have a job that she didn't like and she, she was miserable because of that. I mean, how many of us, you know, I, I'm fortunate I love my job, but when, when you're working a nine-to-five in something that you don't believe in, we've all been there. It's hard to uh, it's hard to have much personal satisfaction in your life and to you know, to be able to translate the changes that she's made, much like, you know, you and I have been able to do, Jay, and to, to turn something that we're passionate about into a career is a uh, it's very satisfactory, and it's, and it's great to hear her personal story. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I, I definitely think there's a lot of people out there that would rather be fishing, so I uh, look forward to following your dreams, and you may end up uh, to where you're being able to fish full-time and uh, be on the water, so Definitely thank everybody for joining us here on the, the Point Click Fish radio show. Uh, definitely look forward to having everyone back next Thursday. We'll be live again. Uh, they can join us here on the radio show. But I tell you, it's uh, awesome to have Brooke join us, and we look forward to following back up with her. Yeah, of course, that's the good news is as the uh, spring, season turns, spring season continues and turns into summer, we'll have more constant fishing reports and content that we're creating out on the water. It's uh time of year and a great opportunity for us to stay connected with our audience as we're moving into the spring season and we encourage you if you have uh, any interest or any content you'd like to share with us you can follow us on social media the point click fish page on facebook and instagram and you know a wide variety of different options we've got our own youtube channel where we've got a lot of videos that are produced and created and put out there uh, certainly keep in touch with us on social media and on the internet and uh you know, we, we love to get feedback from our audience. So hopefully, you know, we'll be able to follow up after this show with, uh, you know, some great content coming up starting next week, of course, with every Thursday evening or Thursday night. But, uh, you know, looking forward to the future. There's a lot of good things happening right now, Jay. Yeah, Tim, one of the things, too, as we head into tournament season, we just um, put the website out there for the Ultimate Fishing Truck. Uh, for those of you that listened in past shows, we just uh, built 
the Ultimate Fishing Truck. So you can visit theultimatefishingtruck.com, and you can see our build we did with Build Partners. Um, so definitely check out the check out the website and see what our version of the Ultimate Fishing Truck is uh, at theultimatefishingtruck.com. Wayne, I tell you, we look forward to having everybody back with us next Thursday. And until then, hopefully we're out on the water and uh, catching fish. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. Yes, sir. Time to get back out there. All right, everybody. Everybody have a good evening. Take care. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information, show notes, updates, or to join the saltwater fishing community, visit pointclickfish.com. Don't forget to catch live streams and future shows at saltwaterfishingradio.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. Stay safe on the water and tight lines.